everyone, and welcome to the 155th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hey, guys. Churro! There's been so much that's happened! What? I know, I saw it all. Before, before we get to all that, Churro, you just had, like, this big, massive Keyblade Bearers Alliance event. It actually went really well. Um, it was my... It was our fifth gathering, but at the same time, mm-hmm. as my it was my first year to actually pre-plan everything from scratch, and we had a little hiccups here and there at the beginning before the event started. But we, but the rest of the event when it went off without a hitch. We had a huge turnout. We had a lot of first timers there, and you know there was nothing but positive comments, positive reactions. You know, people were saying, you know, I haven't had this much fun since you know the Dandelion meeting which was you know in anaheim back in mm-hmm. april and um so it just to hear that type of reception is you know makes me so happy um it makes me really want to throw another event you know really quick you know just to keep these people <laughs> from coming you know just keep you know yeah. keep getting these people to come so it's it was great it was fantastic you know everybody loved it it was it was amazing you know it, as nervous as i was you know, you know all the anxiousness and all that that went away once you know it finally went underway. So that's so awesome, man! I just like I hearing you say that. I just imagined you becoming this like uh, uh, this crazy events manager, and I just remember like it's been a while since I've seen this sort of thing. But back in Florida, you just have like all these posters on the wall of like rap contests like going on just randomly at nightclubs and i could just see your your thing just like keyblade keyblade keyblayers alliance going live this sunday free drinks ladies and free we're gonna have ben diskin we're gonna have quentin flynn <laughs> you know things i know things right like it's it just That'd be so awesome it's just unreal because like when you walk into the hotel it's like you have this paper it's just like events going on and it's just like the key bears yeah. alliance upstairs you know from 12 to 12 to 7 mm-hmm. and um it's just you know just just being able to walk into the room out of the room seeing people yeah you know people going out on the balcony taking pictures seeing people going outside to the hotel the grassy like it was like i said it's a beautiful area people are just going down Finding sure. wherever they can to get good shots, you know, just seeing yeah. that. You that know. said, I, I want to tell you the thing that I saw that I love the most, probably my favorite thing that I've seen so far out of the the photos is I love those name tags. How it it like looks like the cards, like straight out of uh, out of Chain of Memories, like that design. Yeah, Mwah, beautiful. That was that was I thanks to the that. old uh, project manager Bihari. Um, she she came did a up great with job. those designs from you know from the very beginning. You know those are our name yeah. since the very first one. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen it, and man, that just looks awesome. Yeah, a lot of people so, love those cards. They love the name badges. You know, a lot of them collect them. One of them showed me a picture of it. Like he he has uh, on his rearview mirror like a bunch of things mm-hmm. that he has hung up, and he has that hung up with it. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of neat to see people, you know, just cherish that, you know, and that's awesome. And another thing I liked was all the artists. We have so many fantastic artists that came that, you know, had a mm-hmm. bunch of prints, you know, to give away. Yep. And, and just like I've been like retweeting people's like photos of like all the artwork they've collected. And 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 it's and it's just unbelievable to see this all over social media people talking about it i even had people 
who never who didn't even go tell me they want to go they like we had one attendee flew from florida to be at this event that's so awesome so it's you know now it's starting to reach you know countrywide status now with other people hell yeah so definitely got to keep going man this is uh it's getting big it's yep. only getting bigger. You know, it's we're, we're, now we're on to the next one. Now it's just, you know, maybe give it a couple months, you know, then after Kingdom Hearts 3 releases, we can see where we start planning. It's going to be great. You know what I'd really love to see? I know it might be hard to get, but man, if if you could get like maybe a speedrunner on there to do like a speedrun of Kingdom Hearts 3. Yep. See, I, I've had a bunch of ideas floating through our heads. See, we were thinking mm-hmm. of, because there's two rooms in this, this is a small hotel. Yeah. We have, yeah, they yeah. have two rooms up on the second floor and, um, you know, I've always wanted to get both rooms booked, you know, have one room, the main room, the other room's more like the entertainment dealer's hall type of thing. Yeah. Rent out, you know, a couple of TVs, some PlayStations, and then have like, have like a dead, then we, like one of them would be like a dedicated live stream area where, you know, you had, for sure. You know, one person just, stream, the stream's always going on, but like you have different people coming back and forth and, diff, you know, playing it, having different people be on stream at, you know, during the event. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that was an idea that I had, but like, yeah. unfortunately, you know, I got to put it on the back burner until we, you know, get enough money to make it all happen. Exactly. Well, hey man, it's it's only getting bigger every single year. There's something something new added, and man, it seems like it's only getting better and better. Because like, y'all guys started out as just like just some guys showing up at downtown Disney. Yeah, just a small group like, of you know staff people, and then like a small group yep. of Kingdom Hearts fans there. Like I th- I would say the first the first gathering back in 2014 was like mm-hmm. maybe a good 15 20 people. And then yeah. the second one was maybe about 50, 60. Then, then third, third gathering where we're in the hotel room for like three hours, our first time there, you know, trying yep. out this option. And we had like maybe about 20, 30. Last year was maybe about 40 to 50. Now this year was like, mm-hmm. I would say about a hundred, a little over a hundred people. Yeah. Dang. So, so that's it, a, that's a big, big turnout. So can't wait to see where it goes from there. Mm. So, uh, yeah, anyway, for, yeah, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. We have a one-segment show today. And that is a very rare thing on Kingdom Hearts Union, but it is for good reason. It is our Tokyo Game Show news coverage segment. And oh boy, there oh is boy. a lot. Yeah, this is like a metric a lot, ton. A, I mean, it was, it, it was, it was awesome too. Cause like, you know, were you awake during the, um, uh, during the Tokyo, like any of the, Tokyo games and stuff, or were you a bit where you were at uh, school the entire time? I was at school for all of it, so <laughs> everything that I saw was like secondhand. Like I was like always like checking, and like I would be in between classes, and I would check, and it's like, nope, still another hour. Okay, all right, go go to my next class, and then I come back and like screenshot, screenshot, screenshot. You know, short video on Twitter. Like, no, I'm not gonna look at that. Stop trying to spoil me. Yeah, no. It's like for me, like it started with the Sony, you know, PlayStation lineup. I had to, mm-hmm. I had to, I had to be awake at two thirty in the morning. 
And I didn't get I didn't get back I didn't get to bed till like four o'clock because it was just like exactly. posting nonstop things. And then then uh, the next Monday, it was waiting for the longer trailer. The Square Next never provided a time. So like every it was like pretty much a big giant sleepover with the community. It was just people were just like tweeting things. People were going. I was watching streams, and uh, at ten o'clock at you know ten ten p.m. Pacific, they finally dropped the trailer, and then and then it just whoosh, just a whole bunch of like it just it was like an avalanche. It just came tumbling down. You had the trailer, then you had you know box art, then you had merchandise. You had you know, like it was just like nonstop stuff. Yeah, definitely. It's been it was a crazy wild ride. So much stuff to cover. So uh, we'll we'll get into that into in our new segment. So first, in the way of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/FFKHUnion. And our Patreon executive producers are as follows: We've got Blue Machine, who's at Blue Machine on Twitter, Nahika Blawi, Lewis James. Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero, Chris Morales, Eric Decker, who's at Choco Taco, Marcus Karnecki, Michael Graham, Thorin Bullen, who's at Massacre23, Zach, Zach Duranto, who's at ZDuranto58, Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson, Chris Pope, who's at Dr. Pope181, David Calro, and sure, if you take these last ones, we got Darren Matthews at Doomster73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J, Josh McNabb at J2K9, Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. We have Mike. Then we have Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail, Mohammed Quayam, Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Nack95. We have Patrick. Then we have Rachel Casterston at Obar Yoon Ray, Rob Porter at SquareTeeperT1, Tobias Cappy at The Tobias Kepi. Tyson Wildman at Ty Wildman 1, Vitanitas at V underscore Tron 5000, Zach Porter at Porter Paradox, and Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. And be a part of the show! Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com and we'll answer them starting with the next show because we don't have time for questions on this show. Uh, and the deep dive stream continues onward. Our next stream will be on September 28th at 8 p 8 p.m. ish. Actually, probably 9 p.m. I should change that because I'm, I never make it to 8 p.m. I, I've learned I can't do that because that's like 9 a.m. for me. And that means like getting up really early and trying to be alive. So far, that has not been happening. I'll, I'll strive to do better, but I promise nothing. But uh, anyways, our next stream will be the finale for Ventus, most likely. I forget where we ended off. I think I think the next... Oh, yeah. We ended off where the next world we're going to do is Peter Pan. So in Birth by Sleep, it's Peter Pan and then uh, I believe straight to the Keyblade Graveyard after that. So I oh, know Peter Pan, then probably landed the landed departure, that little thing with uh, Master Ericus, and then... Keyblade Graveyard. So it's going to be a lot of, a lot of big stuff. We're going to end off Ventus. And, uh, yeah, next, next stream after that will be the beginning of Aqua. So, you know, if we're going at this pace, Ventus took three streams. Uh, let's see. How long would that be? So 28th and then the 12th and then 26th. And then, so by like November 9th, we'll be done with. 
we'll be done with uh, Birth by Sleep. And how many more do you got after that? Like, how many more games? Too many, which means I got to, like, really pick up the pace here. Because we got <laughs> we got to do, like, not just Birth by Sleep, but we also have, uh, like, we, we have Dream Drop Distance. And we have Coded and, you know, Back Cover and lots of things. So I'm guessing that probably in winter... So far, I have no plans. I am Mister uh, Forever Forever Alone in in the winter. So, I think we'll probably knock out a whole game at that time. I don't know what, but maybe maybe it'll be like whatever's left of Dream Drop Distance, and then maybe something else like whatever's left of Dream Drop Distance, and then maybe like I don't know back cover or something. We'll work it out, but uh, look, obviously, we we, we gotta pick up the pace here because like we're run, we're running out of weeks. Like the d- the delay bought us time, but not that much. So don't worry, guys, we'll make it work. We will be done. I promise. We will be done with every Kingdom Hearts title that is necessary for understanding Kingdom Hearts three. We will be done before Kingdom Hearts three releases. You can mark my words. That will happen. And oh my goodness. Word is freaking out, <laughs> and I can't see my outline. Oh wait, now it's back. Okay, so anyway, moving on to the. Oh my goodness, it's it's still freaking out. It. <laughs> I I wish I could show you this churro, but it's like, it's like, well, welcome to the news because it's like repeating the same word over well, and well, over maybe again. Maybe it's helping crazy. you, uh, you know, ad lib a little bit more. Okay, so the trick is I can't scroll down that much. All right, guys, let's let's be very careful with this. So moving on to our news segment, we have a lot of stuff from Kingdom Hearts 3 at TGS, first of which is the two TGS trailers that released Square Enix. They trolled us. They trolled us. They did it again. They released news on a Monday, and that screwed us. So we couldn't talk about the TGS trailer properly, the first one, the short one, sure. until today. But wasn't that technically Tuesday then, that they did it? Well, it was it was Monday for me. I don't oh. know. But no, it was Tuesday. Well, what, it was whenever, Tuesday. whenever it was that it released, it released after we recorded, and that was unfortunate. Okay. Which I wish they didn't, but they did. They did it again, Churro. I can't believe it. You know, you trust them, and then they go and they do it again. So, anyway. So, Big Hero 6 was finally shown for real this time in 3D. Churro, what do you think of the look of Big Hero 6 World so far? It looks great. I mean, it's perfect for, you know, big, expensive world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially exactly. when you're flying on the back of Baymax. Now, I'm just going to be a little bit hashtag conspiracy theory here, but... I think, and maybe I'm being a little crazy here, but I think this is Namora's chance to do his quote-unquote Final Fantasy XV Insomnia intro. Because San Francisco, if you look at it, it looks like really expansive and really open in a way that is like, man, that's Kind of impressive for a Kingdom Hearts game. And you can fly on Baymax just like in the concept art. And like, 
this kind of reminds me of the original footage that we saw back in the day of versus 13 back in the 2012 20 not 2012 2011 trailer of versus 13 where noctis and the party were running around and fighting monsters in insomnia so i don't know i'm just being hashtag conspiracy theory here and saying this is namora's first attempt at doing that kind of a encounter in real time in a video game and that makes me super happy because everything about that looks so beautiful and like you said churro it's like it just looks so perfect like kingdom hearts like and that's that's a theme that i got out of the coverage of tokyo game show so the first theme that i got out of tokyo game show coverage was that this is what we have been waiting for all of all of this this is what we've been waiting for. And so far, as far as I can tell, it seems like it's worth the wait. Like everything about this, I just think like, man, this is not like, uh, this is not like The Last Guardian. Like The Last Guardian, that was a game that was announced way back when. It was supposed to be a PS3 game. And then when it finally released, it looked like, Oh, this was the game they always intended to make. We could have played this back then. This would have worked on PS3. That's how I felt about Last Guardian when that finally came out. But with Kingdom Hearts 3 and everything that they've shown on this, no, this is not the Kingdom Hearts 3 that would have been back then. This is Kingdom Hearts 3 made to the standard of today's games. And everything about it makes me feel like, man, this is all worth the wait. Is it, do you feel the same way, Churro? That that this is, you know, this is what we've been waiting for. Oh yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, if if you try to compare, you know, what we're seeing now to what we think we we could we could have gotten right after Kingdom Hearts two. Yeah, you know, I don't think any anything that no matter yeah. no, no matter what the team is putting out for us, we probably wouldn't even get anything close to this. Exactly, exactly. Couldn't put it better myself. And like, like definitely, like PS3 games, they did look good, but like just looking at this, the way that all these CG movies look just looks so accurate they look so on point like you could not have gotten it this on point on the ps3 it wouldn't have happened so it's just like it's one of those things where they are using you know the time that has taken for you know for better and for worse you know the time that it has taken they're using it to the best of their advantage you know time has gone on they're using third party software namely unreal engine 4 and they're using it to its full potential to make it look as on point as possible and everything just looks so amazing so so can't can't overstate how much i love it so yeah and i think big hero 6 especially that world the way it's come out so far it just looks so good and so close to the movie and i just could not imagine that it would look like that back in the day and not to mention like if you remember back to like 2007 2008 2009 like what disney movies were even out at that time like (laughs) disney in my opinion disney was kind of in a little bit of a dark ages around the time 
or during the life of Kingdom Hearts, like when I say Disney, I mean Disney Animation Studios, not Disney plus Pixar. I, I think Pixar was fine, but Disney Animation Studios, like they had things like Meet the Robinsons and Bolt. Like th- those were fine movies, but not like really great movies. But starting with 2010, you got Tangled. And then you get Frozen. And then you get, you know, Big Hero 6 and Zootopia and like all these amazing movies that have like been coming out at one after the other, after the other, after the other. And then also you got the Pixar acquisition. Disney finally acquired Pixar as like a part of their company. And like even on the Disney side of things, we could not have gotten this kind of game that we're getting now. And I'm just so happy that, you know, it just seems like everything is coming all at the right time. And I'm just so happy. So, yeah, like, like, I mean, if, I don't know if you want to say it was planned or not. It's, but, <laughs> I don't but, think it was planned, but, but it was a good decision to just wait and see what you can do. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, no was plan was just to flesh out the story to make everything, you know, have more than, you know, have more story, more development, Exactly. And more questions. <laughs> oh, man, we're going have... to we're gonna get to questions, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Then, oh, then just put all that, you know, as time goes on, and then when the technology is right, then you can do that. <laughs> exactly. So speaking of which, Churro, our boy is back. The one true main character of Kingdom Hearts. He is back. And he was shown very briefly... But in 3D, it's Jiminy Cricket. Yes. Jiminy, gosh dang, Cricket was in the trailer. And I don't see any of y'all on Twitter talking about Jiminy Cricket. But he was there next to Sora in the gummy ship, standing on the armrest to, to his left. And he just sort of does a little move. Jiminy Cricket's back. He looks bad. He doesn't look very good, unfortunately. But he look, Churro, this is his first pass. That's the other thing that I want to bring up is that just in general, a lot of character models that we have seen in the past have been shown again, specifically in these trailers, and they look a lot different. I would say some of them really, really good and a lot better than before, and then others where I'm like, mm, I'm not quite sure about that yet. And so I'll say for the most part, like 99% of them, I'm I'm on the good side of things. I feel like, man, these look awesome. These look amazing. Love them. Can't do without them. These are the best ever, especially the main characters. Like Sora has never looked better than Sora has been looking recently. Like Sora just looks so good. But I don't know. Well, at least with this character, I don't think he's he's looked good so far. <laughs> so hopefully they f- figure out how to make him look good. But young Master Xehanort, he got a little bit of a change in this trailer where they made his his hair like really really bright, like iridescent white. Like it looks like it's glowing. <laughs> it's so bright. And then they made it, they made a skin darker, which, hey, that's fine. That's cool. Like, it makes him look cool. But, like, I don't know. There's just something about his model that just doesn't quite look right to me. And I think, I think it's probably his hair. I think his hair is too bright. But 
yeah, that 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 was a little weird. Shiro, do you feel the same way? How do you feel about Young Master Xehanort in this trailer versus well, they, they, they keep you know, changing trailers? <laughs> yeah, they keep changing it exactly. Like he's definitely one of the characters that I don't think they know what to do with him just yet because, like, literally every trailer, it's <laughs> he looks different somehow. So hey, it's not just him too, but Zemnis and Xehanort are the keep. Yep. Yep. I think change. with I think with those ones though, they're looking a lot better. I feel like those are looking good. Like they're starting to figure those out. Yeah, I'm mostly just a little worried about Young Master Xehanort. He's the only one that's a little. Uh, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, overall they're all looking really good. All the characters look nice. Uh, moving on from there. Uh, oh yeah, and the so it it is confirmed. The device that Sora is carrying carrying is a smartphone. I don't, I don't know that that had to be confirmed especially, but it was confirmed. There was a scene in the trailer where he's getting a a, a face, face chat kind of a call, like a Skype call on his phone. And he picks it up. It, it's Zexion, and he was hoping it was Riku, and then he's, like, disappointed. That's also where you get to see Jimmy Cricket. So... Yeah, so this is a smartphone where he can take video calls on. He gets, he, he gets FaceTime. He gets FaceTime. And what's really interesting is, if you think about it, so he was hoping that it was Riku calling him. Meaning, Riku probably also has this kind of phone. You know, because like, if, he, if he didn't have a phone, like how, how, why would Sora expect him to get a, a voice call from him, or a, a video call from him? So probably Riku also has a phone like this. And I'm hoping Mickey does too. And I really wonder how big it is because he's got big hands, but he's also a small guy. So that that's going to be really interesting. Like just thinking about it, like I'm thinking about a phone in the traditional sense of how you use phones. You like, you know, you pick up the phone and you put it against your face and you got your mouth, the mouthpiece ends up close to where your mouth is. And then the earpiece ends up close to where your ear is. Does that mean Mickey needs like a really big <laughs> Does he need a, a giant phone so it could actually reach his ear? Like, I don't know. I don't know how this works. But uh, anyways, uh, moving for, on from there, in some of the Pirates of the Caribbean segments, they showed Davy Jones, and he looks perfect. He looks exactly how you'd expect. That said, I thought Jack looked a little weird. There's something about Jack Sparrow. I don't know if you notice the churro, but Jack Sparrow just looks like he's really dirty. Like he needs a shower. Like I don't know what, but he just looks like he's covered in dirt. And I just want to like just hang on a second, Jack. I got a hose. Let me just hose some of that off for you. Because you look like you got some dirt on your face. And otherwise he looks, you know, he looks like Johnny Depp. But like other than that, I would just say... You look a little dirty today, Jack, and not in a good way. I think you need to be clean. So anyway, moving from there. Uh, so there's a scene from uh, that was originally from the Kingdom Hearts 3 reveal trailer where Sora was picking up Master Ericus's Keyblade, and it's finally been redone in Unreal Engine 4 with the current character models and all that. And Churro, what was it like finally seeing this scene again since... You know, it's been five years since we first saw that scene. I didn't even think they were going to reuse it again. I know. So it's like, yeah, it's like how much of that trailer was like legit? How much of it could like e- even made sense in the story normally, context? Like, but 
normally these things like when they get like reveal trailers usually they're just there to show you that their work they they have something exactly you know? and they don't end up in the final thing but here you have you know that scene coming in then the scene with the you know the shadow wave you know yep. that you see later on in uh twilight you know twilight town yep exactly so, like, now pretty much the entire reveal trailer is like being used reused again exactly I think the only thing not used, but I think it was mostly used as like a tech demo, was uh, where they first show like Kingdom Hearts One Sora in the announcement trailer. But that's more like a copy of the opening movie from Dream Drop Distance. I don't think that's necessarily a scene that would be in Kingdom Hearts Three. But I think that's literally the only scene that we haven't seen somehow represented in in kh3 and if it doesn't it's like no nobody's gonna care it's not a big deal not a big scene so so yeah that was uh that that was really nice to see uh in a later scene in the trailer sora doubts that the true organization has found all their 13 members but then lark scene says oh we've got them (laughs) that was a big i mean that was a big big thing right there telling definitely we got him yeah i i to me it's like this whole like these last two trailers the short and the long mm-hmm. versions they've been nothing they've been showing nothing of like despair for like the heroes exactly it's like yeah exactly scene after scene trailer after trailer it's like what are you doing sora we're ready we've been ready what are you doing do you even have like anybody on your side like you're supposed to have seven lights and 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 we're taking some of your pieces too exactly it's like yeah like master xehanort he's straight up mr steal your girl (laughs) he just keeps coming in and taking everybody it's like what is sora left with at the end of the day and like does this count for the prophecy at this point if sora has nothing that's crazy so uh so that that was big uh we we finally got to see two older characters returning but we got to see them in their kingdom hearts 3 form uh we saw vexen and demix demix was a little harder to see but they did show his face uh later in the trailer um a little bit in the distance uh he, he walks into where zexion is in hollow bastion but he's also in the trailer uh yeah, but yeah demix uh, and vexen both of weird, them are it's a weird scene. norded <laughs> it's a weird scene because like here you see you know demix and vexen having a conversation mm-hmm. about something i forgot what it was yeah they were saying like uh i think vexen was saying to demix like yes this has been his plan this whole time. Uh, I think probably referring to Master Xehanort. About what Xehanort has planned. Yeah, probably. I'm sure, I'm sure Demix probably fell asleep so many times. Exactly. But that's... I kind of, like, felt that was the most incredulous thing at that time because, like, you get all these reveals, like, Aqua's evil, and we got this and that, and we got this guy from your team, and we got that guy from your team, and then... Vexen comes in with the oh yeah this has always been his plan and I'm just like there is no way that just Xehanort by himself came up with all this I can't believe it which makes you think Churro do you think there's someone else in on this do you think there's somebody else there's always gotta is there be a guy else. above Xehanort 
There, there's got to be, you know, Zaynor's gonna, I mean, Zaynor's going to get his wish, obviously, but we don't know what's going to become of him once it happens. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to remember, there's always Master of Masters, there's always Lushu, there there are options for people beyond Xehanort. Plus, plus this possibility of being, you know, a, you know, a traitor within, you know, Xehanort's group, somebody trying to yep. usurp him, you know, trying to take you know slide in and take his place exactly you know? so we'll we'll definitely have to see how that all shakes out and uh oh yeah so the next bit speaking of people that were supposed to be on our side but aren't it appears that data riku of all characters from kingdom hearts recoded has returned and will be an organization member uh, for San Francisco. And the reason we know that this Riku is not replica Riku, but is actually data Riku from Recoded, the reason is there is a boss fight in San Francisco where Sora is fighting this like mass of bug blocks, which were those like red and black glowing blocks that you would like destroy in Kingdom Hearts Recoded. So it's like, what? That's such a random, it's such an obscure pick, but it's like tooth and nail. Namora will fight to make Recoded relevant. Well, I mean, he, he, he did when uh, 2.5 came out. He only Yeah, he, he did. He, he, he did put, a brand new yeah, scene for it. Exactly. And he sort of like recontextualized all of Recoded to make it more like relevant. But I don't know. It's just like. It's relevant, but still, you could just like watch like the opening scene and the ending scene, and you could still get it. So he's yet to make the actual game relevant, but all right, you made the story overall relevant. I got it. I got it. Uh, moving on from there, we got a big, big scene. We got Vanitas sitting over Ventus, who's sleeping on one of the thrones in the Land of Departure throne room. And it just makes me think: Is this supposed to be the throne of wake or the room of waking? Is that is that is that what they're telling us? And uh, I guess like the weird part we were talking about before, the weird part is that the land of departure room looks exactly like it did before. What happened? Why isn't it the same layout as Castle Oblivion? Why doesn't it look like Castle Oblivion does anymore? Like what happened there? So it's like uh it's so many questions. It's like does yeah. this take place, you know, like early in the game, middle of the game, late in the game? It's So I'm I'm just afraid. So Okay, so I said before one of the themes so I had two themes that I got out of TGS. First theme was, man, this is the game we've always been waiting for. Second theme was they are showing too much. Stop showing me things. I don't need to see this. Well, they kind of have to, to because they got to keep interest. They I know go. they got to keep interest, but like, I don't know. For me personally, this is just how I feel about game marketing. I feel like there is enough interesting content in a good game from the first half of the game alone. And you can just show that and be just fine and cover your whole marketing cycle in just content from the first half of the game and you'd be just fine and dandy and i think at least with kingdom hearts you could cover just disney stuff and main content from the first half of the game and you would be just fine 
Like, they could have done that with Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, Kingdom Hearts 2 literally ends with the the Hollow Bastion, like, the, the Hollow Bastion War battle segment. That would have been a perfect ending part for their marketing cycle. But no, they didn't end there. They went straight on and showed stuff from every part of that game. And unfortunately, it's very clear in this trailer, there's a lot of content that is most likely happening very late in the game. And that aspect of it, I am not happy about and wish I didn't see any of that stuff. But uh, needless to say, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. So we got the scene with Vanitas sitting over Ventus in the throne room. You know, presumably, maybe Aqua was forced, coerced to turn Castle Oblivion back into Land of Departure. Because, like, if you think about it, like, the whole problem with finding Ventus was that Castle Oblivion is a labyrinth, and it's constantly shifting and changing, and the whole point of it is to keep Ven safe. But if they coerce Aqua in whatever way to turn it back, then, you know, Land of, the, Land of Departure is just a castle, and it's not it's not this elaborate labyrinth like it's pretty straightforward how it works so it'd be pretty easy to find them if it was back in its original form so i'm guessing that's how they worked around to get to ventus which is very scary it is very scary cuz you know it's 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 just a it just shows how much how powerful and how calculated you know you know, the Xehanort's group is, you know, like they're not playing games anymore. You know, they're, nope. they're getting their goals done while Sora in the, you know, and company are just off doing their own thing, trying to, cause right now, like basically after the events of Dream Drop Distance, um, it just shows that the, you know, Sora and company are like always two steps behind. Yeah, exactly. So man, that's, like you said churro it just seems like little by little it's like every little piece of hope is just being plucked away it it pretty much reminds me exactly of avengers infinity war like Mm -hmm. no matter how well prepared the heroes are that also is always one step ahead and he's like power getting more powerful as the movie goes on this is exactly Exactly. what xehanort's doing the xehanort's you know plan is proceeding exactly as it's going (laughs) <laughs> exactly it's just like man what can what could sora possibly do so man that that is that is rough so yep so we had that uh and then uh yeah in a later scene which i'm i personally think and we we're talking about it before that a lot of these scenes it's very unclear like the chronology of them like when each scene occurs i think this next scene happens earlier than Ven- Ven- Vanitas sitting over Ventus. I I think this happens a lot earlier where uh, Vanitas is shown standing over Aqua and she's laid on the floor in the Land of Departure throne room. He's got his Keyblade raised above her uh, seemingly to turn her to darkness. And in the throne room, it's really interesting. There, there's this whole uh, glowing barrier that blocks off the throne area. It kind of reminds me a bit of, uh, do you remember the no heart 
boss fight in birth by sleep there's like that barrier there because you got no heart and he's sitting on the throne and then you got the barrier it's kind of like that and so so you got the barrier there and then on the central throne there's this glowing light just radiating light like crazy and you know you got to assume that's where ventus is sitting because he's He's pure light. So. He's probably I'm, my theory for that is he's he's probably extracting the light from Aqua to put into Ventus. Yeah, maybe <laughs> kind of like a, kind of like a Frankenstein type of thing or Doctor Jackal Miss Hyde type of thing. Yeah, something like that. So that's a that's a definitely a possibility there. But yeah, we know for sure that in terms of. And this explains, like, scenes that we've seen already of Vanitas. You know, at the end of the day, Vanitas' heart still rests in Sora. So if they want to complete Ventus so they can get the the, the X-Blade, the Keyblade, uh, the only way that's going to happen is if they extract Ventus' heart back out of Sora. And I, I think, yeah, I, I think that's also maybe why the organization might be so interested in uh, Roxas because Roxas definitely seems to be another element in this because like it seems pretty obvious their main reason why Roxas looks the way he does is because Sora has uh, you know Ventus's heart inside him so my I mean the other theory that I mentioned to you was that maybe Vinitas was because remember back in Breath by Sleep Mm-hmm. Aqua was the backup plan just in case Ventus wouldn't comply. Mm-hmm. You know, he just he he told he Betty just basically told Aqua you're you're just a spare. So you know, exactly. and he almost he almost tried to do the same thing he did to her in you know Breath of Sleep as you see in the trailer in Kingdom Hearts three. You yep. know, maybe it's a possibility that after the events of zero point two, Terra Zaynart found out where you know she is, sends somebody down there to get her out then they use aqua to restore um castle you know castle building back to land of departure to have ventus's body you know shown then Benita's probably extracts the darkness from aqua creating you know the dark aqua that we see in the trailer sends her back to the uh realm of darkness as a ploy because they probably knew that riku and king mickey were on their way as a way mm-hmm. to destroy them but Hey, it's just a theory. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely could see that. Uh, so speaking of Aqua, you know, turning dark, uh, a lot more of her design, you know, pretty much her, you know, her full design has been shown now in her dark, uh, dark form. So uh, obviously we already know, you know, hair turns white, eyes turn orange, just like, you know, as, as a Hanort, as you would. Uh, but also uh, her skin is turning very dark, turning like a dark purple color, but not, she's not completely turned just like you could see it crawling up her arms and her legs and her hands. <laughs> That's definitely the most striking part of it. She's got like these blood red hands and like specifically it's clearly on purpose supposed to be like blood red. And like when I saw that, I was like, dang, that is uh, like, Kingdom Hearts is a kid's game, but man, that is some creepy imagery there. Like, Cheryl, what did you think when you first saw those blood red hands on Aqua 
the dark aqua i was like man she she needs a new uh find a new nail person to go to <laughs> exactly why she why is she painting your whole hands aqua so weird. no but like it's you know the car it's I saw a lot of theories coming out, you know, which we're going to be talking about, like, right now. Yeah. You know, from Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. Exactly. The whole explanation of what happens when a Keyblade wielder gets, you know, succumbs to the darkness and they become what they know known as Darklings. Exactly. You know, and, and a Darkling actually is on the new Kingdom Hearts 3 cover. Yep. The box Exactly. Art. So. Which, yeah, a lot of people are saying that's on purpose, is that. You know, those Darkling characters from uh, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, you know, you know, the reason one is shown on the bo- box art, even though it's like in a statue form, it, you know, it's not on accident. You know, there's definitely like that's a, that's a that's a thing that, you know, it seems like it's going to be significant for, for Kingdom Hearts 3 is uh, the concept of Keyblade wielders turning dark. And they become these darklings. Uh, in the case of Kingdom Hearts uh, Union Cross, where we see them is uh, as things are starting to go south in, you know, in, in the main town, uh, there is a dark Chirithi, like this e- evil nightmare Chirithi, that is a nightmare form of Chirithi. And it's like going around infecting these keyblade wielders turning them dark and then they become these darkling characters that you have to fight and then yeah so it's kind of like the the evil version of a keyblade wielder is a darkling and all these darklings can say is just lux lux because they become like these crazy obsessed with collecting lux in uh in, in union cross so that's that's an interesting thing. We haven't seen that so much with Aqua, but I can just imagine like could you imagine like her going full dark and like the the darkness that's spreading on her body if that covers everything and then she's got these big wide bright yellow eyes, kind of like a heartless. Like man, that would be so cool. I can't wait to see it happen. I can't wait. And I've already seen there was at least one uh cosplayer that uh has had done this and she was at a Tokyo game show and she had the red hand. So, you know, good on her for being quick, yeah, her on, name quick is on her feet. Yumi. You'll be done. Yep. Good job. Very good. Yeah. That she was able to do it so fast. Cause like straight up that came out like right before TGS. And it's like, you gotta be on your feet, <laughs> figure out how to do those hands. Right. So, uh, right. moving from, moving from there, uh, I guess, yeah. One of the big, you know, scenes that we got to finally see is that Xehanort is finally back. You know, big old old man, Master Xehanort, walking, the man with walking, the plan. Down, the, walking down the street like he did you like know, he owns in, place, in Birth by Sleep. Does. Exactly, pretty much. And, you know, he's just saying, like, you know, everything's going according to plan. We're finally going to see where everything leads. So that was really big. And then, you know, the final stinger shot from the trailer is Roxas lifting lifting his hood up while he's holding the Oblivion Keyblade. Now, I think it's real interesting that they just show him from behind and don't let him turn around. Churro, what color do, eyes do you think he has? He's going to have Nord eyes. They're gonna, oh, no! They're going to be remember, remember, they're watched, they're If you've seen in the early trailers where, yeah. you know... In the very first, you know, 
the trailer from last year's orchestra where he says, mm-hmm. you know, Sora, you ready to give in the darkness? You know, yeah. And, you know, Roxas is the other half of Sora. Then the next trailers came on and it's like, you know, the other Twilight Town is Data. But if you want to bring Roxas back, you got to do this. So yeah. I think Roxas is fully, I'm not Roxas, but Sora is really straight to, you know, to go turn the darkness to get Roxas back. Like, he's exactly. so determined to bring him back. Now, something that is really interesting is that the area that they're in where Roxas is and he lifts up his hood is this like urban area. It's like the stone area, like stone buildings that looks really ruined and like, like old, like it could be a new area, but I have a little bit, a tiny theory, maybe that I kind of feel could be real, could be legit. What if this is what has become of the Data Twilight Town? You know, maybe it's been corrupted because that's the whole deal is they're trying to go into the Data Twilight Town to get Roxas back out of there. Like, that's the whole deal. Like, there's a whole scene with Hainer, Pencilette, Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and they're like, let's go to the other Twilight Town and get Roxas back. And maybe that's the outcome. Maybe, you know, that Twilight Town has been corrupted, you know, Cause, cause, in the yeah, data. Because if you think about it, if they can nort Data Riku, they can nort oh, yeah. know, Roxas and the other Twilight For Town. For sure. For sure. Because they're both yeah. data. Just like, exactly. Just like Zaynard Harla said, the other Twilight Town is just data. So mm-hmm. if they can nort Data Riku, they can easily nort Roxas. That Roxas. Data Roxas, exactly. So that is uh, definitely a possibility. So that's pretty much the trailer. Moving on from there, they did have uh, some other events that showed off various footage from the game. Uh, some of that footage included, they finally showed to the public something you already played, Churro, which was the the big doll boss fight from yeah, it's called, the Toy uh, Box World. Mysterious Onyx, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of the doll. Yeah, so she's really creepy, really tall. She kind of work walks around a little bit like she's a puppet, like a marionette almost, like there's someone pulling her strings. And she just sort of like floats around and very lightly steps around. It's really creepy looking. I love her. Um, there's a lot of fan art of her right now. I'm looking at them as Oh yeah. As yeah. This. I can imagine. It just like looks so like her her model's so good. That's why like I'm just so impressed. <laughs> That's why I keep saying, like, this game is, like, this is what we've been waiting for, man. Like, I could not imagine something that detailed to just be, like, oh, this is just a mid-boss. Like, because, like, obviously, we've already seen, like, like bosses that occur later in the Toy Box world. Like, you got the, that one area that's, like, like, there's all those blocks, like, floating midair. And there's like a spaceship looking thing that you fight like that's obviously later in the Toy Story world. And this, you know, ball jointed doll is just one of the bosses that you get to fight in in that segment of uh, of, of the toy box area in the, in the I forget what the name of the Toy Story, the, the Toy Story is Galaxy Toys. That's what yeah, it Galaxy is. Toys. Like in that Galaxy Toys segment, like the early part, like there's the doll boss fight and then there's also like the dinosaur toy boss fight yeah that occurs before the doll fight exactly yeah so that's before and then right before that is the gigas mech fight so like that's three bosses right away like 
you would never get something like that in an older Kingdom Hearts game. So I definitely like I'm with them when they're like, yeah, you're going to have less worlds than normal, but these are way bigger than the worlds that you've had in the past. And like, that's very clear to see. And it's not just like that they're bigger, but it's also like bigger and more detailed. Like, cause this feels like a really big deal of an encounter. And I just want to say my favorite part from that was Donald going into her dollhouse. And then she just like puts her face up against the window and it's just like, ah, <laughs> poor Donald. That's my favorite part. So uh, moving on from there, they also showed the Frozen, and they called this minigame the Trinity Sled segment. And that part was just so amazing. I loved it. So it starts with, you know, Sora, Donald, and Goofy. They're going down the mountain, and there's an avalanche going down the mountain. And you've got these, you know, as we've seen in trailers before, there's like these flying wyvern dragon-looking uh, ice monsters shooting like ice beams down at uh at sword on goofy you gotta dodge those you got these other heartless like chasing after you and uh, eventually once you get away from that um you get to a, an, an area where you can keep uh riding on the trinity sled down the mountain and it's actually uh free form you can go down various different routes that they have like different like routes down the mountain uh, and what's also interesting is that actually in the TGS trailer, it's shown that it's not just the, um, it, it's not just frozen that has the Trinity sled feature. Uh, also Mount Olympus, uh, you can also sled down, uh, in Athens, like around in the city. And that's like, what? So I'm guessing most likely that's those segments are only for the Trinity sled and they're not, you know, places that we can just freeform explore. Cause like, if you look at it, like there's not really that much to do in those areas. It looks like it's pretty much just designed to sled through, but still, I think that's awesome. Uh, Churro, how do you, do you think this trendy sled thing is going to appear in a bunch more other worlds? Like, how do you think it could be integrated to some of the other ones? I think, I think it'll be integrated in there, but I don't think it'll be like too much. I think it'll just be more like a mini game. Just a couple of them. Yeah, because if they, if they do it for a couple worlds, then it's going to be kind of annoying to keep doing it. Yeah. I I mean, so far of the worlds they've shown, I guess they could do it in Galaxy Toys because they could, like, theme it as a, as it's like a toy thing. Uh, the one world that I think it would work the best in probably would be San Francisco because, you know, San Francisco has so many hills. So I could see an area of that being, like, a down downhill, you know, slalom thing through like the city but like other than that i couldn't really see it in like pirates of the caribbean for example i couldn't see that there like that would be weird like there's not in those tiny islands out there in the caribbean that like there there are mountains but like there's nothing like really long for for them to to go down i mean they could design it i just don't see it happening there but yeah, that, that'll be really interesting. That's another one of those segments when I just like, once they got to the point where the main world music kicks in and everything's chill, I'm just like, yep, this is what we've been waiting, we, what we've been waiting for. I love it. Like, such great vibes. I love it. And, uh, of course, this is one of the biggest announced, uh, biggest things that they showed was the Aqua and Sora fight from the TGS footage. And, 
Yeah, that was, uh, <clears throat> when I first saw that, I'm just like, spoilers! No, don't show me that! <laughs> this is they like... Did your fate? I accepted my fate. I watched it anyway. It's it's not very long, but um, yeah. So you got Sora and Aqua in the realm of darkness facing off. And this is obviously dark Aqua and uh, her boss fight. My favorite part from that footage was going from the cutscene into gameplay completely seamlessly. I love that. That is so that good because. Because, like, normally, like, we're so used to, like, in Kingdom Hearts at least. I know this is, like, a lot more common these days. But, like, in Kingdom Hearts, we would always have, like, all right, there's a cutscene, Then it fades to black. Then it fades back in. And then you got Sora. And then it's sort of, like, then there's that stupid part where, like, the camera rotates around and, like, shows different things and is, like, okay, now you can play. But this, no. It's just, like, cutscene, camera pulls back all the way back to behind Sora go awesome looks so good man that's that's my favorite part sure how'd you feel about the the aqua boss fight is there anything that like really jumped out at you from it it just seems her fight style is reminiscent of the uh the phantom aqua from 0.2 oh right yeah 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 that's for sure so it'd be interesting to see that play out especially with a character like Sora or anybody else that fights definitely so can't wait to see what the context of that is. And, you know, I mean, for all we know, it could just be made up for showing off at TGS. But if it's something story related, man, I'd, I'd like to see where that what the context of it is, because that seems like, yeah, I don't know how or why Sora goes there and bumps into Aqua, but it doesn't seem good. So moving on from there, there was an interview with Tetsuya Nomura where he was asked about various things related to Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, when asked about the ages of the Birth by Sleep characters, he was basically saying that, uh, well, we didn't really have anything set in stone. But uh, So Terra is about 20. Aqua is about 18. Which, uh, when I when I read that, I was just like... I was just laughing and thinking like, no, no officer, no officer. It's okay. She's about 18. It's like, she's about legal. I don't know. That's, that's the context that jumped into my head. So yeah, Aqua is about 18. Ventus is 16. And that's the one where he was like straight up. Ventus is 16 period. The end. And it's like, all right. So I'm guessing that's, that's so he's in line with Sora. So that would kind of confirm a little bit that Sora is also now moved up and he's 16 now, which would make sense. It's been a long time since King Parts 2. Uh, Master Xehanort is like 80 or something. <laughs> he's basically just old. I bet he just like threw that out right now. He's like, oh, he's he, about 80. Exactly. Exactly. That's, I'm with you, man. I don't think he ever really put that much thought to it. And then he's like, ah, oh, young Xehanort. Yeah, he's like 18 to 20-ish. So, yeah, clearly age has not been important since, like, Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2. So, that's just interesting to see. So, if, you know, hypothetically speaking, you know, that would make, like, Sora and Kairi would also be 16. And then, uh, you know, Riku would be 17. So, that would be interesting. He also said that Kingdom Hearts 3 doesn't have an online mode. And that... 
There will be a secret ending, but it will be something kind of different. Uh, and then he said, uh, for example, it could be DLC with a secret ending, with a secret movie, or something, maybe. He doesn't know. It was, it, was, it was very big. He doesn't know. He's trying to finish the game. <laughs> That's the main thing. Though, okay, there is one other scene, though, Churro. And I just, man, when I saw it, I was just like, I need to pause the screen for a little bit and just look at this. And then, like, almost cry when I saw it. Sora and Kyrie sitting together on the tree. Sitting in a tree. Sitting in a tree, watching a sunset together. And on the big old uh, box set, that masterpiece box set, whatever, for the Kingdom Hearts 3 and then the full collection, you got Sora there standing he's holding a pow poo fruit but that pow poo fruit ain't full it's got a bite taken out of it churro yes hold me oh my goodness what is happening churro are we getting confirmation of anything why don't you watch it be like a big troll (laughs) watch watch like watch like donald and goofy like interrupt (laughs) it might be a big old troll yeah he gave it to goofy goofy i always wanted to have my destiny tied with you wouldn't that be funny if you could choose who you share the powerful fruit with? That'd be so lame. That'd be a true it's RPG like, moment right there. That would be awesome. My, I guess like my ideal, if it was going to be a troll, my ideal troll would be it is programmed in the game that you can share the powerful fruit with any character in the entire game. You could even pick like a random shopkeeper like from Tangled and share it with that guy. And then the ending will actually be all done in real time just so they could randomly put that character in and then they they just somehow are in your life forever. I just I just wanted to share my life with Baker guy number 10. It's my best thing. No, of course I want it to be with Kyrie. Come on, what are you talking about? I've been waiting for this. This has been built up since 2002. This been it's been as old as Sora is. That's how long we've been waiting. Goodness gracious. Please. Let us get a kiss. This is Disney for goodness sakes. Disney movies always have kisses at the end. Troy, do you think we're going to get the kiss? I think we are. I hope so. It's, it's, it's been building up for a long time. Uh, I hope so. I hope you're right, Cheryl. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe in that. Alright, so. We do have one last bit of interesting news but at least for now, it's like not a hundred, a hundred percent. You know, you can kind of treat it a little bit as a rumor, but not like it's a credible one. Okay, so we're going into, I guess, like what's more credible than a grain of salt? Two grains of salt. Uh, be a dash less? of pepper. Half, half, a t- dash of pepper. Okay, so take this with a dash of pepper. Uh, half half a grain of salt and a little little bit of garlic. Kingdom Hearts 3's opening theme is not Don't Think Twice. What? What? Let me say that again. Kingdom Hearts 3's opening theme is not Don't Think Twice. But then you're going to be like, oh, is it Chikai? No. Kingdom Hearts 3's opening theme is not Chikai either. What? 
Is it Hikari? No. Is it Simple and Clean? No. Is it Passion or Sanctuary? No. Are you telling me, Brandon, that this is a different song? Yes, that is exactly what I'm telling you. So I don't know if y'all been keeping up, but the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers, ASCAP, I forget, I love that name, ASCAP listed a song called Face My Fears. The listing also has an also known as designation, an AKA designation, which is opening theme parentheses Kingdom Hearts 3. I want to repeat that this song is called Face My Fears. The track is produced by Utada Hikaru, Skrillex, and Boyd Jackson, also known as Pooh Bear. Skrillex, by the way, Jason. is listed by... Uh, oh, boy, Jason. Sorry, I keep messing that up. Got Utada Hikaru, Skrillex, who's listed by his real name, Sonny Moore, and Boyd Jason, who is called Pooh Bear. This is P-O-O Bear. So, Pooh as in poop. Poop Bear. Skrillex and Pooh Bear have also, by the way, put out a song last year called Would You Ever. So, if you guys want to hear what Skrillex has been up to these days, especially with uh, a certain Pooh Bear. Go on YouTube, look up Would You Ever, and then imagine Utada Hikuru also being on that track. And imagine that being the opening theme of Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, you might think, wait a second. Are you sure that this isn't just like the remix of Chikai or something like that? Well, it, it I don't know. But I will say that both Chikai and Don't Think Twice are listed on this website as separate listings. This is something new. So, we don't know. Again, for all we know, this could be fake, false, whatever. Nothing's been announced. But, take it with half a grain of salt, a dash of pepper, and some garlic, but... We could have a song that is the opening called Face My Fears, produced by Utada Hikaru, Skrillex, and Pooh Bear. Churro, are you ready for this? Yeah, I mean, I'm very open to more Kingdom Hearts songs. <laughs> Churro, are you, how do you feel about the possibility that Don't Think Twice slash Chikai will not be? the opening thing of, of Kingdom Hearts 3. How do you feel about that? Are you okay with that? I'm fine with it. Yeah, and to you know me, what? I'm with you. Well, to me, that the theme is a sober melody, so basically it's more of an ending thing anyways. Exactly. Like, you know, like, basically it's more like, kind of like Sanctuary After the Battle, you know? It's like, it, it's the chill. lyrics just fit with exactly, exactly. What, like, what went on, you know? Like after Which the story just makes me... Told. Which just makes makes me scared because, like, you know, Don't Think Twice is such a sad song. So it just makes you think, like, what's the ending? Oh, no. Who died? I know, right? I don't think I'm ready. But at least in terms of the opening, the title alone, Face My Fears. Ooh, boy. Now that sounds like an opening. That sounds like that's that's going to be something bumping. That's going to be something that the, all the kids are going to dig. 
They got the Skrillex? Are you kidding me? It's going to be great. So, and uh, yeah, apparently Skrillex, he's a big Kingdom Hearts fan. Has been for a long time. And you're, you're saying, Churro, that the, his name is actually like kind of a Kingdom Hearts, like it could be a Kingdom Hearts uh, homage. Yeah. Because Skrillex is killer, but it's an anagram with an X, just like an organization member. And he's he's no he's not quiet about being you know Kingdom Hearts fan. He loves Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah. So and he would, and Utana totally has that. have had a conversation on like Twitter before. Yeah. So I, I I definitely like understand that he's got he's got yeah documented tweets of his love for the Kingdom Hearts series and his love for Utala Hikaru. So like if. You know, someone as big as Skrillex, you know, comes to Square Enix is like, hey, I really love you guys, your guys' stuff. Can I help? Like, I'm sure they'd be down with it. So, and I will just say, anybody that hears Skrillex and then cringes like crazy and be like, no, I don't want a dubstep opening. That does not necessarily mean he's doing dubstep. His new stuff is very different. I would definitely recommend go check out Would You Ever on YouTube and, you know, ha- have a listen. It's It's definitely not like... I wouldn't call it dubstep. It doesn't have that kind of a sound. It's a lot more chill, a lot more laid back. I don't know what Face My Fears would gonna, would sound like. We don't have any idea of that. My opinion is it's probably going to be a lot more uh, hype than what uh, Would You Ever is. Would You Ever is a little bit more of a chill song. That, that's the thing. A lot, of, a lot of music these days is really like low-key and very low-tempo. But uh, I think... You know, with a title like Face My Fears, I think it's probably going to be a, a really big deal. So I can't wait to hear what that's like. So uh, hopefully we'll get to hear it soon. Churro, if if this is a real thing, when do you think our first taste of it's going to be? Because like, probably if TGS is over. Probably at then if there's a PSX, probably at PSX. Good call. Yeah, because that, uh, that is that would, a good that's point. technically like the last. Because Jump Vista and PSX are in December, so that would be the very last, yeah, like way and, to promote it. But like at the same time, um, they can always like do something stage. on their own too. To yeah, they to could do something out. on but their like own. But like with the with the uh, 2.8 remix, they yeah tied it in with the trailer because after the trailer was revealed at Paris Games, yeah, um, they I think a couple weeks later, you know, they uh, Utada tweeted out that the you know, song too, and then she announced that you know a single was coming to be downloaded yep. to be bought off iTunes, you know, like a, in a couple few weeks. Yep. So if whenever they do decide to announce this, it'll probably be around a time where it's like they can you know properly announce it. Like I said, we still have Paris Games next month. Yep. True. And then Jump Fest on, and possibly PSX once that gets announced. Yeah. I would say that if PSX is happening, that's that would be the one that I would personally put my money on just because PSX is kind of a big stage event. It's like the closest thing you get to E3 in the off season. So that's a really big thing and I think Jump Festa is a little bit like it's not as big. Paris Games Week is getting a lot bigger than it every year. Like I feel like Paris Games Week is another contender. But uh We'll have to see. Like that, this is really exciting. I can't wait to hear what it is. Like, I was thinking for the longest time. Like, man, I hope they do 
like a like a, a techno remix of Don't Think Twice because man, this does not sound like it would make for a good opening theme. But you know, the idea of getting like all these big producers, you know, and Utada Hikru together to make an opening song that sounds really, you know, just from title alone sounds awesome. Man, I can't wait to hear what it's like. I will. So I'm going to throw this out at Uchiro. So traditionally speaking, there's always an orchestral cover of the main theme of Kingdom Hearts. Do you think both Faith's My Fears and Don't Think Twice would get orchestral covers? Or do you think it's just going to be one or the other? And if so, which one? I hope it's both, but more likely it'll probably be like Don't Think Twice. Yeah, I'm with you there. I would say that if we're going to get an orchestral version and it's just one of them, I think Don't Think Twice is the choice because that's the one that you know Utada made by herself. Uh, if we're getting uh yeah if we're if we're getting both great i'd love to hear both i would also say like i don't know i just can't imagine skrillex having a orchestral song <laughs> that would be so weird but that that's me remembering old skrillex because like you know he, he hasn't been like as big out as a public face as he was at least back when i was in college so i can't wait to hear it i hope it's real so uh, anyway, moving on to our music segment. Our music for this episode is a cover of Chikai. This is a really interesting one. So this is done by uh, a YouTuber. Her name is Mioyun? I don't know. She's French. So M-I-O-U-N-E. I'm sure there's a nice French way of saying that that I can't say too many vowels. But anyway, so she did a French adaptation of Chikai. So it's completely translated and localized into French the, uh, you know, Chikai, like the actual lyrics from Chikai, the full version. She adapted that into French. So I hope you guys really enjoy it. She's got an amazing voice. Uh, I've been a big fan of her for a long time. She she does covers of a ton of songs, and she always does them in French, and they always sound amazing. So uh, if you guys like her, definitely check her out on YouTube. Me Mioin. <laughs> M-I-O-U-N-E. Go find her on YouTube. So our next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 9th of October. And as, if you guys like the show, please consider subscribing us to please consider subscribing to us on iTunes. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. And of course you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. And remember, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. And if you guys want your question answered on the show, we'll definitely answer questions on next show. Uh, send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. All right, Churro. It is goodbye time. It's goodbye, but but uh, Man. just got to wonder how much. What's coming know, next? Yeah, what's coming next? How many more is coming next? And how much were they spoiled? <laughs> That's my biggest because, fear, man. Because that's that's because you know it's typical Square Enix to show us some endings in in the mm-hmm. trailers, like they did with Dream Drop Distance and Zero Point Two. Exactly, and not not even also uh, Birth by Sleep. Like uh, yes. I was I was reading on the on uh, Reset Era forums, they were talking about different trailers that they liked, and they were talking about the Birth by Sleep eight minute trailer. Which, by the way, we still we still haven't got our traditional eight minute trailer and that usually comes out there's always like a right when they're about to release the game they'll do like an eight minute trailer 
and uh, that one's usually the dangerous one. In that eight-minute trailer for Birth by Sleep, straight up, the voiceover for the whole trailer is just the whole monologue that Ansem the Wise has during the secret ending, and it ends with Aqua about to say the, the name Sora, and they show Sora on Destiny Island. So straight up, the content of the trailer is pretty much just the secret ending. Pretty much, like, yeah. What? Do you think that we'll get like an eight-minute trailer? I think we will at some point, like close to release, of course. And that's going to be a dangerous time. And honestly, like, let us know what you guys want to hear. Because, like, in my opinion, I kind of don't want to cover that. Like, at look, I've said in the past that I feel that marketing, especially trailers, like that kind of stuff, that's for making a purchasing decision on the game. And straight up, uh, I know for me, and I know for Churro, I know for Sabi, we were all ready to make that purchasing decision on Kingdom Hearts 3 from day zero. We were ready even before. The second they announced Kingdom Hearts 3, that's when we made the purchasing decision on Kingdom Hearts 3. We were going to buy that game. So technically speaking, from a functional standpoint, the use of marketing ended there. Because the purpose of marketing is to get, convince people to buy the game. I was I was already convinced day zero. So, like, and I'm sure a lot of the people that listen to our show, especially, they're in the same bandwagon. So, let us know. Do you want to create a spoiler-free zone for Kingdom Hearts three, and you want to make it on Kingdom Hearts Union? I would highly appreciate it if we could do that. Because then I don't have to watch that stuff. Just a precaution. Yeah, as a precaution, exactly. So if you guys want that, let me know on Twitter at KHUnion. We'll, we'll see what you guys think about spoilers. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what people want from that. Like, But yeah, I, I'm, I'm afraid of that. I kind of feel like we have probably already seen content from the ending. Straight up. I think we've already seen stuff from the end of the game. And uh, particularly things like Sora and Kairi just sitting together like that. Uh, that doesn't happen unless you've already resolved some things. And Riku not being there. And Shikai being the ending. And Nomura being like, people gonna die, fool! I fear for Riku. <laughs> I fear for Riku. I'm just gonna leave it there. So, anyway, Churro. Before, before this goes on too long, let's say our goodbyes. All right, bye guys. Thanks again for tuning in. Always appreciated. Absolutely. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.